0: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. This is the true story of a New York City boy with big town hopes and small neighborhood dreams of becoming BFFs with the Real Housewives and other Bravo liberties. Then, one day, that dream actually came true. Let me take you Behind the Velvet Rope. Hey guys, this is David. Welcome back Behind the Velvet Rope. How is everybody doing today? Let's just get right into it. We are joined in studio by the one and only Miss Ronita Kalra.
1: Hi, David.
0: Did I say your last name right? You did. I always ask that. So, and we should just say... Everyone knows you, but if they don't, Ronita Calra from Million Dollar Listing, New York City. hmm How's that?
1: So, great. I mean, honestly, I'm like the D-list celebrity on MDLNY because I'm not necessarily a real cast member, but I have been on the show a lot.
0: Do people recognize you and do people immediately associate you with Luis? Yes. O- always.
1: Always. Now, not so much because of last, what happened last season, but I still get recognized, and it's still crazy to me.
0: All right, so we need to talk about all this. So you, you know, you've been in New York for quarantine, right?
1: Yes. I left for six weeks. We went to the Burbs because I have a two-year-old, and she needed to run around outside.
0: How was that?
1: But it was great, honestly. I mean, we... It was nice to escape, but the plan was always to come back. And so we're back now. I'm back to showing apartments. It's still strange. Like, you you know, it's...
0: New York is weird now. It's
1: Yeah, it's not back to what it used to be, but I'm confident it will come back eventually. And people
0: are, because we were just talking about this, people are looking, buying, like...
1: People are looking. There was a lot of pent-up demand, I think, from sitting home for 10 weeks You know, the people that were interested in buying before COVID are still interested in buying. And as long as they kept their jobs, um, they're out there. We're getting offers. I was telling you before, like, I am busy. We're running around the city. You know, it's different because I'm not going into the office in between my appointments. I'm going home. But... I'm so happy to be back to work. You've no idea. I are people
0: like not wanting you to come into the apartment or now? Like
1: So there are there's definitely some restrictions. You know, we're only allowed to show, I think it's like two people at a time. Everyone has to wear a mask. Some buildings even require gloves. Um, you know, we're not like hanging out in the common areas, you know, it's right. like look and let's go. So there are tenants, like I have a lot of investor clients who purchase apartments for me and then ask me to rent them out. And so I have girls on my team who help me with the rentals. And I have tons of tenants who like just won't let us in. And we're not really in a position to fight them on that. Like if you don't feel comfortable. I mean, what comfortable, can you
0: say?
1: It's, it's tough, right? Because obviously I want to help my landlord and my investor. But I mean, truthfully... What am I gonna say to these people? They don't feel comfortable. You don't feel comfortable. We're in a situation where people have their opinions about going outside and what's safe and what's not safe. and totally there's no right and wrong.
0: I am obsessed with New York real estate. So <laughs> I mean, well, I, I should back up. I am obsessed with real estate in general. okay. So now how did you – like how did you get into real estate? Like you just – did you always want to go into real estate?
1: No. So it's actually my third job out of college. Um, I started out at a startup company. I've always been in sales. I should say that. So it's in my blood. My father owns his own business. He's in the apparel industry. And I've always had to help him whether I wanted to or not. He'd always have me put together POs and invoices and, you know – he would have me cold call for him because he's an immigrant and he has a really thick accent and he'd be like, oh, I'm calling a buyer from Forever 21 and they probably want to speak to somebody that sounds just like them. So get on the phone.
0: Really? <laughs> yeah.
1: And I would cold call for him and it worked. And so I knew I wanted to be in sales. I just didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, and it's one of those things where I always say like, I feel like the U.S. education system doesn't do a well enough job when we go to college and really preparing us for the working world. We get these degrees. Like, I studied economics and it was helpful because I understand how the economy works. But
0: you're like, what am I supposed to do with right? this? Right. Like,
1: what am I supposed to do with that? And like, people who study. That's why I majored in
0: accounting because I'm like, I can go be a CPA. I mean, which I did for a hot second. Right. Then I went to law school. But I, I agree. I don't. I just I don't
1: like you I don't know what the there, whole point is. And you're of like college. now what? Like yeah. what, I mean I, I definitely think I see that there's a point because you like learn world yeah. skills and like time management and like you're out on your own for the first time and like you really grow up, right? Yes. But apart from that, like the education part of it, I mean obviously I learned a couple of things, but how many of those things am I using in my day to day? Like nobody told me how to do taxes. That would have been helpful.
0: You just learn by doing right. and living. I get it.
1: So, I always wanted to do sales. I I also graduated in 2009, so the world like ended at that point and it was the biggest recession and the highest unemployment obviously up until today, but um, that the country had seen and
0: those were bad times. It
1: was bad and I was yeah. looking for a job, so I basically took whatever I could get. It ended up being a startup company. I was selling financial market research and That
0: doesn't sound fun.
1: It was cold calling all day every day they gave me a blackberry and a laptop and they shut me in a room and they said sell so it was obviously very <laughs> it was like a boot camp but I had no choice I mean I didn't have any other offers knocking at my door and I wanted to move out of my parents house I didn't want to go to my parents house after college so I moved directly to the city because I had a job um, but it taught me a lot it taught me a lot about sales it taught me like the nitty-gritty it was a startup so there weren't It wasn't very structured, which also taught me a lot. Which is great. Yeah. Um, And I actually ended up staying there for three years. Wow. Um, And then I was just like done with it. And I worked at Apple and I did business sales there. And that was literally the complete opposite because I went from startup to corporate 200. I mean, the best company technically in the world. Yeah. More money than the United States. Yeah. And they taught me a lot because they have a sales strategy and a customer service, you know, feedback structure. Right. And so they clearly know what they're doing. I mean, it's
0: Apple. Come on now.
1: Right. So I did that. But, you know, I went from a salary plus commission job to just a a salary job at Apple. And I realized, like, I live in New York City.
0: You like the hustle.
1: Yeah. And I, you know... As you grow up in the city in your twenties, you you know, you go from dive bar to dive bar, from the East Village to Alphabet City, and then you move your way on up and you go to Murray Hill and then you're like, I'm done with this and then the next cycle is the bars on the Upper East Side and the bars on the Upper East Side are hotels and drinks are twenty dollars a pop. And you're like
0: I'm At the Regency my double vodka's fifty two. <laughs> People don't believe that that's a true number, but of course it it's, is. It's it is what it is.
1: But then that's the thing, right? In New York, you get cert- you get used to a certain lifestyle. You're not going anywhere else. You could get that double vodka somewhere else, but you're not going anywhere else. You get used to that lifestyle. I like
0: the Regency,
1: and that's what I, happened to me. I got used to a certain lifestyle, and I was like, I need to maintain a certain income in my life. And being in New York, being around the energy, being around wealthy people, it pushes you, and you. You want more, you know, and it's never enough, which is why I love the city. Um, I feel like it's also a little bit of a drug in that way because it's sometimes never enough.
0: Yeah. And I think we work harder than a lot of cities. Oh, yeah. And I'm not saying that like it's a badge of honor. I'm just saying people here are like slaves to their career.
1: Definitely. We don't take enough time to enjoy the life. Yeah. Around us. I agree. So it's a double edged sword. But um, so I decided, you know, money is important to me <laughs> and a certain lifestyle was important to me. And so at the time, honestly, personally, I was going through something with my boyfriend. We had broken up. Professionally, I wasn't that happy. Financially, I was like, what's going on with my life? And I just wanted more. And my mom said to me, well, if you're going to stay in sales, because I was interviewing left and right, and they were all lateral jobs. I was going to be an account manager here, business development there. And it was the same thing. More money, but the same thing. So my mom was like, if you're going to sell something and you're Staying in New York City, why don't you sell the the biggest asset anybody ever buys? And it was her idea. She said, go get your real estate license. I was like, all right, sounds easy enough. What else am I doing?
0: So So you did. Yeah.
1: And luck would have it, or fate would have it, that I chose the office closest to my apartment at the time, which happened to be the office where Luis had just started. And so when I interviewed with the manager and got the job, I asked him to introduce me to other agents who were looking for help either agents on their team or assistants, you know, I said to him, I'm a quick learner, but I don't have any experience and I don't have a Rolodex of clients out the door waiting to buy something. So I'd love to work on a team. Because you
0: didn't have to, like you could go, like yeah. you have a choice of not going to a team and just trying on your, own I think a team is a good way to go when you're first starting out.
1: Well, listen, if you want to start slinging rentals left and right, you don't need to be on a team. And that's a really quick way to make money in real estate. But I was at a point in my life where I was like, go big or go home. That's yeah. why I chose Douglas Elliman and I was like, I'm going right into sales. I have enough sales experience, obviously not selling real estate, but just I had the confidence in myself to be like, you know, this is what I'm going to do and I have to set my mind and, you know, not not just settle for doing rentals in the beginning, even though that's a great way to start in the business.
0: No, I have a question. I've always had this question. So how does it work? So like, say Luis is the owner of this team. Mm-hmm frederick has his team like mm-hmm. how does it work like if you're on the team they get a percentage of what you do but you don't get a percentage from the top down right? that's right
1: and the beauty i mean that
0: makes sense right
1: because you're using. so their why name. wouldn't you take someone
0: on your team
1: well then you know some of it is depending on your business
0: but are you handed things like are you helped like louise i mean like i would imagine like if Luis is so busy he's like Here's, you know, a $750,000 apartment. I have a $7 million one. I can't handle it. This is yours.
1: Absolutely. I mean – Which is –
0: that's nice. It's
1: very nice. the The beauty of it is every team is run like its own business. And so you can set your own rules of how you want to run your team. So the splits that Frederick has with the 100 people he has on his team are probably different than the splits I have with the three girls on my team. So,
0: Meaning Frederick gets less percent?
1: I don't know. I no. mean, <laughs> I mean he might. It, it might work differently because the dynamic is different. There's more, you know, maybe they're responsible for bringing more business to the team and maybe there's less free for all. Right. whereas there's four girls total of, on my team. And so if I have 10 listings, like they're going to help me with them because I can't show 10 at once on percentage. a Sunday. Right. However, you know, I'm very much about it being a two-way street. So you don't just join my team and get put on a listing. You have to bring me a right. listing and then you get put on one of my listings. That makes sense. It's just fair. I that mean, that's sense. how I was treated with Luis and I thought it was very fair. He required me to bring a listing to the team. So bring was, one,
0: get one. Kind of yeah. like buy one, get one. Exactly. Now, when you joined Element and you were shopping around for your team, was Mister DRTs on Million Dollar Listing at this point?
1: He was, and he was really? the last person that I met with.
0: So, oh, so you actually got to interview with different teams?
1: Yes. I so it's kind of like, like did a- that
0: president or whoever, like Howard Lorber, whoever it was. Did they? Oh, I know, honey. Oh, <laughs> I, I like you know who my real estate people are. Dottie Herman, uh-huh. Howard. I know them all. Like, did they say like? these five teams have an opening or
1: so each so they're not very much involved in like the dynamic of each office right because Element has five or six offices now in New York City so there's there's sales managers in each office and so the manager has very good relationships with all the sales agents in his office so he's the one who knows who's looking or who has an opening or what it is so you know I sat down with my manager and he said okay here like a few people I'm going to introduce you via email and then it's on you So I met with three or four of them. Two of them really wanted to work with me, but I just didn't feel the jive, right? Because it's really—I mean, it's—it's kind of a two-way interview. They need help, but I also need to be able to want to work for you and make you money. None of them were on any of
0: our favorite TV shows. No. And then I
1: met with Luis last.
0: Now let's pause for a second. Now you, before this moment, when you're standing there, now did you know who you were meeting? Did they say, "Here's the schedule"? Or do you were just walking around the office and they were like, "Okay, go to that cubicle over there and figure out who. Like did you know the last person was Louise? Yes, okay. I
1: was introed via email. Okay. And I had a conversation with my manager in the office and he said, do you know who Luis is? And I was like, is he on the television show? And he was like, yeah. And he goes, he just started in this office. I said, oh, I didn't know that. I thought he was at Keller Williams because I obviously watch all of Bravo. Yes. And he said, no, he just started here. He, he's looking for somebody. He just came from Keller and he didn't bring his team with him. And I was like, is he looking for somebody brand spanking new? Because that's me. But also like I can't be on TV. I don't know anything. And he was like, just meet with him. That was; Those were his words. Just, you guys are the same age. You have similar energies. Just meet with him. I said, okay. I'm open to it.
0: Okay, now, before you continue that sentence. So, you just admitted that you loved the Bravo at that point. So, before we get into it, a couple of other questions. So, talk, talk to me. Like, you just, at that point, before you met Luis, like, you loved everything on Bravo. Everything. Because, listen, there's different types of Bravo people. Like, and yes. I don't hold grudges like some people just want like a snack they just do the housewives some of the straight men just do the below deck
1: yeah i watch all the housewives I, i'm not caught up on atlanta i have to say oh it's it been was a busy... good
0: this past season i know it so was I'm, like
1: i'm waiting because i'm gonna binge it
0: superstars
1: i don't really watch married to medicine not for any other reason that i never got into it from the beginning so
0: I <sighs> not just... everybody does i believe it or not i am more of a fan i've had Amani and uh, dr Amani and um jasmine on this show i know who they are I'm more into the L.A. Married to Medicine than the— That's just me. I don't know why. I just am. But I don't think those are the— You know, those aren't—neither are breakouts.
1: Um, So I watch all the Housewives. I love Vanderpump. Big fan. Um, There's a lot to like. I know. (laughs) Let's see. What else? Below Deck, I've watched all. I'm not caught up because I know that—
0: This season's—I mean, I'm, I'm loving Below Deck Med now.
1: Yeah. I also I like it. the sailboat one. I'm a little like why? Uh,
0: well, you know what? The, it's coming back, okay. believe it or not, and they are changing the entire cast, okay. including the captain. Like the whole thing is being scrapped. Okay. And start...
1: Maybe I'll like it. It
0: wasn't my favorite either. Okay. I have to admit it.
1: Um, What else is on Bravo? I watch obviously all the Million Dollar Listings.
0: And you watched those before. I did.
1: I watched them before. So it wasn't like I became a Bravo fan after meeting Louise. I always was a Bravo.
0: So when you were now emailing with Luis and you need a job, were you just like – I mean, did you say, hey, I know who you are? Nothing like that.
1: No, because I feel like that's weird.
0: A little bit. Yeah. But, I mean, I've I, been known to do crazy things.
1: <laughs> I also, like, assumed that he knew that everybody knew who he was because everybody did know who he was, especially in, like, the real estate office. Yeah. yeah everybody knows, like, the guy on TV because there's cameras walking around following him. Yeah. So I didn't, like, I wasn't weird like that. But, you know, he ignored me for a good, like, Three weeks.
0: After you were introduced or like the manager said, email Luis and make it happen? It was an
1: email introduction. So the manager was on it. I replied all and then I replied and took the manager off to save his email box. And Luis just like didn't reply to me. And then one day I saw him in the office. I said, hey, our manager introduced us. Like, are you still looking for somebody on your team, an assistant? He was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I haven't gone back to you. I was in Puerto Rico. Um, I'm interested, but I really need an assistant. And I was like, okay, like, I don't know what that means. I'm happy to talk to you about it. All right, I'm running out right now, but email me. So I, like, rolled my eyes because I was like, I already sent you 10 emails. Right. So I was like, okay. So I emailed him again. Nothing. Then, like, I went to social media, like the true Bravo fan that I am, and I, like, DM'd him, and I, like, tweeted him. And I was like, hello. <laughs> I'm, like, interviewing with other teams at this point like I just if the answer is no that's okay yeah I just want to know yeah I don't want to just and you're
0: like I haven't even talked to you yet
1: right and and you said in the office that you you do need someone so like let's sit down and do this yeah um and he just like never responded to me he was like super busy and like never really in the office so it was difficult and then we went to Atlantic City so Douglas Ellman does this annual retreat it used to be called reinvent now it's called summit or Elevant. i don't remember. is it
0: always in atlantic city
1: it used to be they switched it to mohegan recently and i've i'm from new jersey so i had some issues with that but that's okay
0: i don't mind the mohegan it's nice
1: yeah i mean atlantic city I, i'm not gonna sit here and tell you it's wonderful but
0: it's closer for you and
1: it's fun
0: yeah, but Mohegan Sun is a nice casino too. It's
1: definitely a nice casino. I mean, listen, I went and Mohegan was also a great time, but there's just more to do in like the Borgata. Yeah. Um so we went to Atlantic City. First, I didn't even know if I should go cuz I was like, I don't what am I going to network with colleagues for? I don't have any business. Right. Um but I ended up going anyways, and there was the intro dinner where Howard and Dottie were on stage and welcoming everybody. And it's the nice thing about these conferences is it's very inspiring and motivating and it really resets you, which is like the, the point of it all yeah. to get out there and, you know, re, 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 revive your business and, you know, make more money. And I had, I remember it was like two captain diet cooks and Louise was sitting at Howard and Dottie's table with Frederick and like all these top producers and he was sitting. Of course,
0: the people on TV are at the table. I mean, fine. Frederick is a huge producer. Yeah, right? number one. But number one. that probably helps you get it. I mean, totally. Like, that's a good seat for Luis.
1: Yeah, I mean, he wasn't, great seat. Great seat. I mean, like, they're all such good friends, and like it's it's great. Being on the television show is great for business. There is no.
0: Lie. I don't see how it could not be a plus. Right.
1: Regardless of what happens, by the way.
0: It's got to just be a plus. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's, it's just a plus. So Howard gets up to go on stage to address the entire company, and I had some liquid courage, and I get up and sit in his seat right next to Luis, who's You like, sat in
0: Howard's seat? Yes. Excuse me? I
1: know. I don't know what I was This is...
0: Saying. Guys, this is the president of Douglas Element. Yeah, the chairman. Who is Michael Lorber's father, who was on the first season of Million Dollar Listing. Correct.
1: Luis replaced Michael. Yes. Um, Howard, by the way, is a billionaire with a B, but the Uh, nicest, nicest person, like, makes himself so accessible. He did not pay me to say this, by the way. Makes himself so accessible to his brokers. And this isn't his only business that he owns. Like, he's head of Vector Group, which owns, like, Nathan's hot dogs but he loves real estate like this is he has an office I
0: mean I imagine if yeah. he's getting a piece of every single thing that every single person does yeah. including like a Frederick
1: I don't know how that works that he's, he's a billionaire he's doing a well. yeah, yeah he's like, doing well
0: I'm not I don't feel that bad for Howard Lorimer no, do not president of Douglas Elliman yeah worldwide right yeah not yeah. just New York oh
1: yeah President So you
0: sat in his seat, okay. And
1: Luis had a drink in his hand, and I said, hey, you have been ignoring me. And if you're ignoring me, how many clients are you ignoring? And he was like, who are you? And I was like, the girl that you're ignoring. Like, clearly you need help. I want to help. Did he
0: remember you from, like, the hallway?
1: I I don't know. At that point, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. And I was just like, listen, if the answer's no, it's okay. Like, I just don't want to, like, chase you, you know? And I just kind of need to know because I'm ready to make a decision. And, like, there are these other people and I have sales experience and I'm willing to do whatever you need. Like, let's just talk. And he was like, all right, I like you. First of all, you're sitting in Howard's seat. (laughs) He said that? Yeah. And I was like, I know. (laughs) I've had a couple drinks. And he's like, great. Me too. He's like, all right. Meet me in the office. Which you could picture
0: Louise saying that. Of
1: course. Meet me in the office. For those of
0: us that weren't there, we we could picture that.
1: (laughs) And I have an event coming up. Help me with this event. I said, all right. And so literally he had an event coming up and it was the one at 30 Lincoln where I don't remember what season it was, maybe five or six, where Ryan falls into the pool. And I I had helped him coordinate this entire event. It was super successful. We actually ended up selling that apartment. And then I, you know, I realized like he's very busy because Filming a TV show while selling real it's, – it's another job. They film four to five times a week, three to four hours a day, and then they also have to sell apartments.
0: And so when you're at the Element offices, like you're walking to get coffee and there's cameras running down the hall after Louise.
1: Yes. Not all the time, but there are definitely office scenes. They try and, like, be very respectful about the other agents because everybody's on the phone and, you know. And when the other agents
0: – how does that go over? Just people are, like, roll their eyes, like, oh, it's Louise." Like, this is –
1: Yeah. I mean, – We're
0: here to make money and, like, it is what it is.
1: Yeah. Luckily, he, you know, they – he has always had his own office. So, like, we are able to close the door so we're not really disturbing everybody else. Um, or we're in a conference room Even filming. before the show. Yeah.
0: Maybe they maybe that was part of the negotiation. Like they were like, Probably. we have to give you your own office because you're going to be on TV. I mean, listen, let's face it. Yeah. It certainly didn't hurt him getting the job at. No.
1: And he's Element. a great negotiator, so I'm sure he sat down with Howard and said, "I
0: I need I, an office.
1: Yeah, I'm going to be on TV, and honestly, it's respectful of everybody else. It's not like he's getting special treatment because it would be disturbing to everybody else. I mean, they have to come in and change the lights and cover windows and there's specific artwork that can't be shown and you know it's a big thing yeah big to do and if you're just an agent trying to go in and work and there's i mean the crew is like 10 people so people
0: don't realize it's the it's the art always has to be covered
1: yeah or taken down yeah and anything that is shown has to be signed off on so it's a big it's a big to do it's not as easy as just like somebody following you around with the camera it's all scheduled and approvals have to be i mean for a camera to walk into a new york city building management has to approve it so
0: after this event that was it he's like you're hired
1: yeah i mean the rest is kind of history there's many more details. and you
0: started as his assistant yes
1: i started as his assistant but any other
0: juicy details
1: i mean he said to me i can't pay you a salary and i said i don't want a salary because then it'll pigeonhole me i want a cut of every deal and he was like, All right, every deal that you're working on. And I was and in my head I thought, I'm gonna work on every deal. <laughs> and so I volunteered my time. I mean, on Sundays, I was like, You go to brunch, I will do four open houses. And he was like, How are you gonna do four open houses? I'm like, I'll figure it out. I'll do all four. Back to back.
0: And you did them all. Yeah. And that means you were involved in every deal.
1: Exactly. Because the buyers and were and there walking. was no
0: issues. He was He was. I mean,
1: obviously, you know, I followed him around in the beginning and I was like his little shadow and I learned from him and I learned his style. Um, And then, you know, it came a point where he was like, great, you're very helpful, but you need to bring me a listing. And then the cold calling began and I brought him. How does
0: that work? You just, I mean, throw the dice and are like, who wants to buy an apartment?
1: No, you're calling for sale by owners. You're calling expired listings. I'm telling Mm. secrets now. But um, that makes sense. That's how you get business, right? Somebody signs with you for six months, and if you don't sell their apartment, they probably look for another broker. Right. So, being and where did and your first broker, listing
0: come from? An expired listing for no, sale by owner? For sale
1: by owner. Yeah. So these are lists like you have to pay for. But I stayed in the office till eight p.m. every day because I was calling people after work to make sure that they were home. And you know, he taught me what to say, and and I listened to him call a few, and then I called. And I took him to the pitch, and it was—I mean, it was easy because I when can't you take imagine him to the pitch, it's a done deal,
0: right? And he's happy to go because I mean, you still brought the business in. Yeah,
1: I mean, that was the—that's like the deal we have, right? You cold call and make, make us appointments, and I'll help you get the listing because who's meeting with me, right? I'm calling you. Yeah, and you
0: date. want to bring him anyway because you right. want to close the deal, right? The
1: benefit of being on a team.
0: So now you're on the team, you know who he is, you're Love Bravo, so when is it that now you, they they weren't filming at this point? They were. So when you first started and he said do this, oh like all of this?
1: Yes, and the first year, the first season that he was on that I was working with him. you were right there. And I wasn't on camera. There was no way that he wanted me on camera, I didn't want to be on camera, but I helped Schedule everything. So
0: that didn't go through your mind. You're not like, I have many choices. I'm going to sit in Howard's seat and I want Luis because of the cameras. No,
1: I was very scared to be on TV. I didn't want to look like an idiot. I had no experience.
0: You just felt Luis was the right fit for you.
1: Yeah. I mean, it just ended up working out that way that he was somebody on his own. And so it was beneficial to me because he had nobody else to share anything with. The team was me. I was the team. And he had always planned on hiring more people. But he was busy and he just couldn't get around to do it because of the show and he only had me to help him at the time. So um, I was like, this is perfect because A, I could learn super quick and I'm not competing with anybody else. And like the man had $10 million listings. Like who can say that they started in real estate and the first apartment they showed was $7.5 million. That was the first apartment I showed. And I was like, I love my job.
0: Like you walked in, like you love real estate porn just like I do. Oh my
1: God, Yes. And I was like, this is amazing. And then he, you know, he came with me to the first four or five open houses. And then one Sunday he was like, all right, you're going to do it on your own. And I walked into that building, flipped my hair, and I was like, all right, I'm here.
0: And it was like a huge apartment. Yeah, like a, really- a
1: mansion. And then, you know, you become friendly with these owners because they hired Luis and they love Luis. And you're Luis's assistant. And so I'm rubbing elbows with these millionaires and I'm thinking to myself, this is where I'm meant to be.
0: You loved it right away. Immediately. And then when do you go from that to being like, I mean, does Bravo say to you, does Louise, how do you end up then on camera?
1: So we had worked together for over a year at that point. And then there's like a break when the show airs in the summer. Right. And then they start filming again, like sometime in the fall. And he was like, all right, I think that our dynamic needs to be shown on TV. And I was like, what do you mean? And he's like, well, they know that I have an assistant. Like, obviously, I was everywhere he was. So they all knew me. And everyone is showing their assistant this season. Let's do this.
0: Which was true. Yes. You saw Jordan for Frederick. Exactly.
1: And Olivia at the time for Ryan. Yeah. And it was just them three. So I was like, okay, but promise me, like, I'm not going to come off as an idiot. He was like, "You're gonna come off exactly who you are. I wouldn't do that to you. We're not gonna make you look stupid, but our dynamic is hilarious." He's like, "You tell me what to do, like you're my mother," and you know. And I was like, "All right, I guess let's do this." Okay, yeah. So then
0: you started filming, and when you were filming, were you like, did it take you a minute to get used to the cameras? Were you subconscious?
1: Totally, totally. I mean. It was very – there was a lot of anxiety at first, right? Did the
0: producers say, just relax, don't worry? Like did they try to help you along? They did,
1: and they're great people. And luckily I had already known all of them for the first year. And, you know
0: – Were they like, hey, hey, girl, it's your big break. Like yeah, they, they big were, time.
1: I mean there's – the. I can only say the reason I felt so comfortable was because I was so comfortable around the crew. And they're just like – good people. And so you bullshit with them enough off camera that they're your friend. So if right. your friend is holding the camera, you don't feel awkward.
0: Right. You know,
1: you know these people, you have drinks with these people. It's, it was, it, you become friends with them. Like I invited all these people to my birthday parties. Really? Like, okay. Yeah. Like they were, I saw them all the time.
0: Now, during this first year, before you are on camera and then second year, like when did you first meet? Did you meet Frederick and or Ryan during this?
1: I did. We, I, like, Luis was kind enough to, like, invite me to all the MDL parties or whatever it is that they were doing. So I met them um, there. And they are exactly who you see on camera, too. Yeah. I mean, luckily, like, these guys, they're not acting. (laughs) This is who they are.
0: Who would you have sell your, it cannot be Luis, who would you have buy or sell your own apartment between those two?
1: Frederick.
0: Are you saying that just because of Douglas Hellman? No. Really? You just love, you think you would love Frederick?
1: Yeah. I mean, I love Ryan too. Nothing against Ryan.
0: Do you have any like stories, like anything out of the ordinary happen with Ryan or Frederick?
1: Frederick invited me to his twin's first birthday. So they shot it on camera and then he, he did a party off camera, which I thought was so sweet because he invited me off camera. So to like, you know, the real.
0: In that apartment. In
1: that incredible apartment. Um,
0: what is why has Frederick moved to Los Angeles? It makes no sense to me.
1: It doesn't. I I feel like
0: with the kids because
1: he can, yeah,
0: yeah. He can.
1: And he's bi coastal. He's always in New York.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think he'll. I don't think he's leaving Million Dollar no. Listing New York. No. And- but they film that. That's not like a three-week show. I mean, that films no. over months,
1: eight months.
0: But I mean, for Frederick, he'll fly back and be here four days and the then man is fly a back. beast
1: i mean he was on mdl yeah. la like he was on episodes of that like he'll do both if he can
0: now so then the show comes out and you see yourself on tv like how was that like what did your parents say insane
1: it was insane um the first article that was ever written about me after the first episode that i appeared on was a picture of me it was curb new york a picture of me rolling my eyes and the caption was, she's probably sleeping with Luis. Really? Yes. And I was like, you have got to be kidding me.
0: Were you like, okay, this is a whole world I never expected?
1: Yes. Because
0: Curbed is like a major real estate. I know. Bike.
1: That's why I was so pissed. And then I was like, you know, I don't want to be known as like the real estate slut.
0: And that. then was it them saying like, oh, we have somebody new on million dollar listing. Well,
1: it was the scene that we had filmed was Luis on Tinder because that was like a real thing back then and he was going on Tinder yeah. dates and I was like screaming at him about it because I knew it was a waste of his time. Yeah. And so we filmed us doing that right before talking about business and they like took that scene they're like, well, she's probably mad at him for Tinder because she's probably like into him or sleeping with him. You know, what, whatever they were insinuating huh. was negative. And I was just like, Ugh. A, I had a boyfriend and B, like, Come on,
0: and did you get a bunch of other press after that?
1: I did, and everything else was not terrible. Were
0: so... you shocked that, like, because you said when we started, like, you were not a main character? Were you shocked that they were like people were, you know, that people were like, listen, the thing about the Bravo universe, the Bravoverse, as I call it, <laughs> is the side characters. There's, there's, there's an underground love. Yeah. There's an underground law. I was
1: surprised that I was the topic of an article for sure. But my girlfriends, you know, I was in a group chat with them and I was like, I can't believe this person wrote this. Like, should I say something? They're like, listen, all press is good press. And I was like, I knew somebody would say that. Did you
0: see your DMs go like, I mean, not even DMs, like your followers? Like, did they go just like overnight or just really? Overnight. Like 5,000, yeah.
1: Yes. And it only happened because of TV.
0: It's ridiculous what being on TV does. Yes. Literally.
1: But I'm the same way. I watch TV and then yeah. I stalk these people. The on minute the you see someone.
0: I mean that's them. the thing. So okay, so I just wrote a book. It's not out yet.
1: Congratulations.
0: Yeah. It's so thank you. It's it's a quarantine baby. I this book I've I've been talking about writing a book for years. Uh-huh. I wrote it because when quarantine started, I doubled down on this podcast and worked twenty four seven, and then I'm like, yeah, but there's still like two hours left in the day. I'm kind of like Frederick in the work sense, Good. and then I I wrote a book, so it's really all about how to be, go from fan to friend with Bravo celebrities. Amazing. It, to your point, like if you just DM these people, I mean, that's just listen. There's a lot more to the book and to the process than that, but of like. Course. You, these are real people. These are not. Yeah. You know, this is not like Madonna over here, who's not going to answer. Like people will answer. And you know? I think
1: you know, treating them like real people.
0: Totally. Like
1: I feel like any celebrity, regardless of how they are, celebrity appreciates that.
0: Totally. So you just saw people were reaching out and just like were you shocked? I mean, so when did you start getting recognized? Like you just.
1: It took a. Like, it took the whole. That's so Ronita. Yeah, the whole. Um, first time that I was on TV was season six, I believe, or five. I'm sorry. I have terrible. i memory. I have
0: I have horrible memory with, with seasons. Um, it's I'm so bad at it.
1: But as soon as the season ended, because they do reruns when a new season begins,
0: right. And then
1: the next year, they reran the last season. right. And then I was on the next season. So then it was like way more you know, getting noticed in weird random places. Does it help now,
0: like with business?
1: Definitely. I mean, I'm not necessarily on it anymore, but the fact that I was has really helped my social media following, which I use in my pitches.
0: Yeah, that doesn't hurt. Right. Right. Now, so you're not. So you were never on it because Louis kind of crossed over a little bit, but you were never on it during the Steve Gold years. No,
1: and I love Steve Gold. Let's talk about Steve Gold,
0: because <laughs> I mean, listen, I've talked about Steve Gold many times here behind the velvet rope. Definitely, without question, the hottest guy on Bravo. Like, yeah. there's no. I mean, I personally don't have a close second. See, Literally, hot. he's the number one. Yeah, and I mean, I, maybe I'm maybe there's married some to a hot
1: Jewish man, so I can say that. Like, he's a hot Jewish man, and he's I've so only hot. ever met him a few times. He's very sweet.
0: He's nice, he's right? A very nice yeah. person. He's nice. I've
1: never done a deal with him yet, so I don't know how he is business wise.
0: I don't love the Zahir building that he lives in on 28th. You don't love it? It's not my style.
1: Well, he lives in the Hamdens now, so yeah. <laughs> COVID. I
0: mean Steve is so you met him before the show and like have you have you ever done a deal directly with Steve Ryan or Frederick? Yeah. Really. Like I mean just you without Louise. Yes. Really. Yes. Who's been the most difficult like to negotiate with directly to be against?
1: So I've pitched listings alongside Frederick and John which was Cool. Um, And I've learned a lot from them. Um, And they're tough negotiators. And I've learned to be that way. Like, I'm the expert. You hired me for my opinion. You have your own, but this is why you hired me. So I took that from them because, you know, they believe what they believe. And obviously, nobody really has a crystal ball, but based on experience and what's happened in the past and, you know, numbers, you can guess. As to yeah. where something is going to sell at, you know, um, obviously without global pandemics. But so I've learned that just be confident in yourself because this is the reason you're being hired. You are the expert in the field. Um, so they're tough in that way when they when they're trying to get listings, in fact, which, you know, they're typically top. you would think you're going to do whatever the seller wants to get the listing. But that's not the right attitude. They're going to hire you because they see that you know what you're doing and you stick to your word, not because you're going to do whatever they say.
0: Yeah, and, like, when you have a book of business, that's where you want to be. To be like, I don't want this seller. Exactly. Like, why would I take this overpriced apartment? And, you know,
1: I learned that early on. So to me, it was like, fake it till you make it.
0: Do you watch Million Dollar Listing LA? You love it. Do you love it?
1: You know, I obviously love New York more because this is my city. But those houses are insane. They're gorgeous, insane. Like I live on a mountain, and here's the water, and like it's. I don't understand.
0: Now, who are you hiring there? Altman, Flag, the Bros, James, and David, or Miss Tudor? Tudor, really? Yeah,
1: boss bitch. I love her. I, I never met her.
0: Love her. Love I her. love her too.
1: Yeah. I, I. You would
0: hire her. I mean, I. I shouldn't say who I I've had three of them on this show.
1: Uh-huh.
0: We haven't released the episodes yet, but I I have a thing for Altman just as far as just business wise. Yeah, sure. But Tracy Tudor is one bad bitch. Yeah, I the would agree. Altman's
1: are very successful. They know what they're doing. I've enjoyed watching them and their journey. I just like I loved Tracy. I don't know. Maybe it's because I was yearning for a female to be on these damn shows, and finally we got one, and she's killing it. Killing it. So I just, like, love that about her. Do
0: you think they should bring a female to New York? I do. Do you want the job?
1: I auditioned for it. You did? Mm Mm-hmm. When? This last...
0: Before Tyler?
1: No. No, no, no. Tyler had already done his season, and then afterwards they were looking for a female.
0: Did they find one? Maybe. Maybe you don't know, or maybe you know.
1: Maybe I know.
0: Did you get the job? I did not get the job. But you know who did.
1: I do know who did.
0: Really? hmm So is it going to be Frederick, Ryan, Steve? Tyler. And a woman?
1: I believe. That's I a don't,
0: lot of people. Yeah,
1: I don't know Frederick's schedule. And with COVID, right. they lost so many months of filming. So I don't, I don't necessarily... I don't know. I don't know all that. Info.
0: And this is no knock towards Tyler. I wasn't sure he was going to make it for a second season.
1: I, I don't know. I loved his story. I know there was a lot of criticism and I know Tyler personally, so I maybe. Yeah,
0: like I've prize, met him,
1: but I, I thought his story was great. It was so different from everybody else's and it wasn't just, you know, let's find an underdog and blah, blah, blah. It was, it, there was a lot more personal behind it. Yeah. Um, and I have to admit, when I knew Tyler was the new guy, I was like, come on, another guy? What about a female? But he brought something to the show and clearly, you know, the audience agreed because they're bringing him back.
0: Are you happy with the female they chose?
1: I don't know her that well. I'm honestly just happy there's a female in general.
0: Yeah, it was time. Um,
1: it's been time. There are so many female powerhouses in new york city real estate oh yeah that it was insane to me that it wasn't represented on million dollar listing and it wasn't that they didn't try i know that they kept auditions open for a female for years they just couldn't find the right fit
0: right like they're not going to cast a female just to cast a female because like it is the thing about both million dollar listings is there ain't no weak link like this isn't like you know vanderpump like who's not really pulling their weight this season right which housewife isn't really great like there's no, I mean, Frederick, A+, plus, Ryan, A+, plus, yeah. Tracy, like, we've got the A game here with yeah. all the casting. So, I mean, like, I get that. Me too. Is the female more of, like, a Luis when he was starting out and Tyler, or is it more of, like, a Frederick, like, Ryan, like, oh, I have an established book of business, watch the fuck out?
1: She's established. I don't know what how her story's gonna go. But I I know she's established.
0: Have other people, are other people in the industry like, I mean, what's the feeling in the industry? Is there jealousy? Because I would think people would be like, I want that job. Yeah,
1: of course. Of course. Everyone like auditions for it. or For the fame
0: and for the business. I, I have
1: to say, though, there are the super, super successful sometimes don't want it because it's very personal and it becomes your life and you're signing up for the public. I mean, look at Frederick and Ryan. Like they're they got married on TV. They had kids on TV. These are big life events that they are open books about. It's
0: not for everybody. Not everybody's
1: like that. No. My husband's an introvert, but he said if if you're going to do this, I know how good this is going to be for business. He's very private. He's not on social media. He doesn't he's not like that. But he said to me like, "I'm on board. We're going to if you get it, we're obviously going to have to talk about certain things." He's like we're not filming me getting out of bed like they're filming Ryan getting out of bed every day. Like, he's like, I'm not comfortable with that, even though my husband's very hot. Um, I saw
0: pictures. I stalked you on Instagram.
1: Thank you. Um, but it's just not who he is. So I was like, all right, well, let's cross that bridge when we get to it. You know, I don't, it's, there's no guarantee that I even get this position.
0: Have you, through being on the show and going to these parties, like, have you met? Well, first of all, have you ever been to watch What Happens? I can't remember. I have. Were you ever the bartender? No. Or? Oh my god, I was just... Just in the
1: audience. Okay. I sat next to Derek, Frederick's husband.
0: Okay, and who was it was when the boys were on, uh-huh. and
1: I love Andy Cohen.
0: What What was your experience with Andy?
1: I mean, he was super sweet. I just got a quick picture. It wasn't anything crazy. I was in like the. The room where – the green room or whatever where they were hanging out beforehand and it was me, Luis, Frederick, Derek and like their – Andy's PAs and Andy and we were just like bullshitting.
0: And he was just hanging. Yeah. And you – because you know I can't picture Frederick being like let's do a picture, Andy.
1: No. But I was like let's do a picture,
0: Andy. Well, how did that happen? You were – you waited. Till the yeah. Right so time, afterwards, they you actually you were salivating the whole time. Like, I need a fucking picture. With-
1: no, I waited because I didn't want to be creepy or annoying. And afterwards, I saw that there was like a step and repeat, so I knew at some point they were going to stand there and take pictures, and I was going to swoop in at that moment. So it wasn't like I was asking you to go out of your way for me. You were already standing there.
0: And when you did, you just swooped in. You're like Andy, can I have a picture, mm-hmm. and he knew you were on the show. Mm-hmm.
1: No. At that point, I hadn't really been on. But so yes it, it was like the first year when I wasn't on TV.
0: But and he Luis asked me if I wanted to go. reacted.
1: He was so sweet. Like,
0: like sure. sure yeah. And did Luis say, that was not okay? Or Luis was just like, do whatever the fuck no, you I mean, want?
1: he knew from day one I was big fangirl to Andy. Literally, I said to him when he hired me, and he, we, you know, when we became close, I was like, if you ever go and watch What Happens Live and don't invite me, like this is over. <laughs> that was and your so, goal Yeah, and I, have in a- life. I had access to his emails. So when I saw the email that he was invited, I was like, Lou, please. And he's like, I only get one ticket because the studio is very small. Yeah. And I was like, I understand if you want your brother to go. But if he can't make it, he was like, no, I'm kidding. You could come.
0: <laughs> and was it just that one time? Yeah. Okay, well, I mean, that's that's good.
1: It was good enough for me.
0: Did you meet any, like, at the parties, the MDL, like, the million dollars, like, who did you, like, what, did you meet any, like, Bravo celebrities where you're just like, holy shit?
1: I met Sonia at a dinner once.
0: With Louise?
1: Uh, With Louise. She came to one of our listings. We had this dinner. She was friends with the developer who owned the building.
0: And do tell, were you freaking out?
1: No, she's exactly who she is. I don't know. With these women, like, I feel like I know them all, even though I don't. They're
0: exactly how they are. Yeah.
1: And, you know, they're my mother's age, not to knock them or anything. But, you know, I just, I was very comfortable around her. She was having some cocktails, so was I. She's sweet.
0: Anything, like, did she do anything? Did she have a little too much? Give she... Louise a little kiss?
1: Oh, she's very kissy with them. And they love it.
0: Her and Flag are, like, inseparable and he yeah, comes to Yeah, they're to all ta- very kissy.
1: Very, very kissy. She's like very good friends with Michael Lorber.
0: She is. Yes. Yeah. She is.
1: Um, anything
0: happened there? Like what's on you know what I mean? Like any any exciting tidbits?
1: No, unfortunately it was very boring. However, I did meet Tinsley at the Maramara Mara where she lived. She was at the bar. And I went up to her and I was like, Hi, I'm Luis's partner. I was his partner at the time.
0: Did you say for Million Dollar Listing? Yeah, I was like – Did she know who Louise was?
1: No, she doesn't watch it. So I was like, he's on Million Dollar Listing. I work with him.
0: So you were with Louise. Yes.
1: And she was like, oh, cool. And she was super sweet and she was getting a drink at the bar. And she was like, do you want to sit down? And I was like, yes. Um, And then the bartender – because it's a Turkish hotel, so they do the tea readings – Where they like tell you your fortune with the Turkish tea. Yeah. So I really wanted it to get done because they told us about it, and I was like, "All right." After we filmed this scene, like, because we filmed there, so she she did it with me, and it was fun. That was. I love
0: my Tinsley. Me too. Um, did you ever meet like Bethany?
1: No. Goals.
0: That's a life goal, right? I mean, I've met her many times, but I mean, we're not especially. We're not friends. I watched her. She's great.
1: When she lived in a $2,400 studio and she was a real housewife and she just killed she it. She did it, man. She did it.
0: Who else? Ramona, Luann.
1: Ramona I see all the time in my neighborhood because she lives one street away from me. I see her all the time. But she's always on the phone or I'm always on the phone or, you know. She's not just so weird approachable. Anyways. Yeah.
0: <laughs> what about, I'm trying to think who else. There's no Luann stories. Any other housewife stories from New York?
1: Ugh. <sighs> I mean, I've seen that. I mean, I guess for the
0: millions, yeah.
1: Dorinda. Louise and I went to beauty in Essex one day. We met clients for drinks or we had dinner around the corner or something. I don't remember. We were with clients though. And then we ended up going there and she was with John at the time. And I saw John. So then I was like, Dorinda's got to be here. So I found her and she was so sweet. She knew who Louise was. She took a picture with me. Um she her and I actually ended up texting because they were supposed to film something together and then it never happened and she was like such a nice lady.
0: Interesting. I know. Interesting. Okay, now we have to talk about my latest obsession in real estate. Do you know what it is? Tell me. It's not Million Dollar Listing LA. What else is there? Selling sunset.
1: Oh my god, I have not watched. My sister is obsessed.
0: I cannot even discuss it. It's the best show that's ever existed. Oh
1: my God, I'm gonna watch it now.
0: It is, well, did you watch The Hills?
1: Yes, of course.
0: Okay, so it's Adam Zavello, who's the executive producer, is from The Hills. So wow. just let's just start there. I love The Hills. So the look and feel of it is Hills E. Mm. It's, it's shot in that same millimeter of camera. Mm-hmm. And so it's two men. Listen, I wasn't there the first season. I, I heard no buzz about it. Mm-hmm. Second season, you hear the buzz mm-hmm. it's during Corona. I'm like, I don't, I have no time. Million Dollar Listing, there's nothing better than Million Dollar Listing LA and New York. Like, I don't need another show. I, I just can't do another show. Right. Finally, I'm like, what is the hype? I will watch one episode because I do that like this just and then I'm going to realize that this is not for me Netflix right. what is Netflix right. like is Bravo, Bravo. <laughs> I cannot discuss the first it's first of all each season is only like I think eight episodes I watched the entire first and second season in like one weekend oh. it is there's these two brothers
1: okay
0: they're shorter they're bald they're twins okay. it's a it's very misogynistic in a way but the women are powerful so it's The office, this isn't like, the office is so modern and so sleek Mm -hmm. and so, I can't even describe it. They sit at the front. The women all sit in the back. The women are size negative zero, one, one and a half. I think there's a two. Oh my goodness. They are tall. They are gorgeous. Chrishell, she is the one who's getting a divorce from Justin Hartley from This Is Us. Yes, she's an agent.
1: Wait, this is actually a reality show.
0: This is a reality show. It's not scripted. It's not – no, it's not The Hill scripted. It's really a reality show. These are real brokers. Oh, I'm going to watch this. And so so Tracy Tudor just made a comment when she was on Watch What Happens that like if you want to learn how to do deals, come and watch Million Dollar Sting LA. Like the real estate porn is as good. It's selling Sunset so it's like it's more off Sunset and versus in the Hills. Yeah. The houses are – you still get the real estate porn. They show you just how much it is but – Okay, they do focus less on the actual closing of the deal and the negotiating, and there's drama between the women, sure, but it's it's real. It's it, it's not. It's real estate is a huge part of the show. It is amazing. I'm not even kidding you. You're like, I don't know what happens if you walk in there and you're just a normal looking person. <laughs> you definitely don't get hired. No, I mean this is this isn't like these people were hired for the show, and they're this, all
1: blonde, right?
0: Okay, well, Amanza, who was new in the second season, I've had four of them on my show, on this Uh very show. Amanza, who we saw in the second season, is not blonde. Maya, the Israeli, she is also not blonde.
1: Oh, I was going to say, and they're all white, so I would have no shot.
0: No because Amanda is not in it's manza with a z.
1: Okay.
0: I'm sure she was really born that way. <laughs> um no, you she's she's So I, they're
1: inclusive.
0: They're inclusive-ish, but it you're not incorrect in saying it's mostly blonde. Okay.
1: And I'm just, just like I'm thinking of the the photo on Netflix cuz well, I passed it a bunch.
0: What I mean, picturing these all these people going to a party together, it is literally you have to watch I'm it. I'm going to
1: watch it. And it's if you don't
0: like it, by all means, let me know. Okay. But I don't think you understand how good it is. I
1: loved The it's, Hills. So I was I was very invested well, in that. Well, very. I, okay. This so. is
0: The Hills for real estate.
1: Okay.
0: Literally, it's like there's drama, but it's, it's about the real estate. Great. I Which mean, I one woman comes in. She owns a dog walking app, and she actually has two agents – that she's interviewing, she's not sure if she wants to go with Michelle or Christine. Oh my gosh! And they know, yeah. like they go out to a lunch, and she's like, "So why should I choose you? Why should I choose you?" Wow. It's like, At yeah,
1: these two are presumably friends.
0: Oh no, oh. they don't like each other to begin oh, with. Oh, even better. But it's oh, it's just, and then there's Mary, who's 39, who is now married to her 26 year old hot French boyfriend. Wow. Good Which total double standard because if it was a man and woman, it wouldn't be an issue. It's a storyline. Yeah, it's a story that she's a sugar mom and all this other stuff. It's I love that. this. Will change your life. Good
1: for her. Oh, I'm watching. So I'm invested.
0: Like just picture, like Tracy Tudor could be on the show. Like she would fit right in. Amazing. By the way, do you know Tracy Tudor has a new hot personal trainer boyfriend? I saw on Instagram. Yeah. Okay. And just I just want to make sure that you're up on what's going please, on.
1: Please, David. I am up. I'm very excited for her, especially um, after what happened to her. I'm very excited.
0: Right? Yeah. She's a great one, too. Um, The market's good, right? You said it's a good time to buy. It's a great
1: time to buy. Interest rates are low. There is a ton of inventory. We don't know what's going to happen with the coronavirus. So now is the time.
0: And people are getting a slight deal in New York.
1: Yeah. People are getting deals. I mean, listen, because of the fear of the unknown. What I'm telling my sellers is we got to be realistic. If we go into another lockdown in the winter, that's another 10 weeks we could lose. And if you really want to sell because you have to or you're leaving or whatever the case may be, you're going to take what you're going to get. And the market tells you, right? The offers tell us what your apartment is worth. And if it's not the number that you want, that is totally fine. And if you have the financial ability to hold it, I would say hold it and rent it. But it could be five years until you get that number. And if you're okay with that, I'll see you in five years.
0: Yeah. I mean, because you're paying the common charges and taxes every month. like do the math.
1: And if you can rent it and break even or make a little money, you know what? Do I want to take another rental? No. But I'm going to be honest with my clients because it's my job to be. Do I rather sell your apartment now? Yes, of course.
0: And buyers really are. They're not scared to like – they're ready like let's go out and find something.
1: Listen, there are two sets of buyers out there right now. There are ones that are not interested in making any big life decisions until we figure out what the hell is going on with the world. And I totally understand it. And then there are buyers who, who know that regardless of what happens, they're staying in New York. They were going to buy anyways, and now is an opportune time. So if you are aware of what your recent future is going to be and it's going to be in New York City, you should buy because then we're going to look back, like we look back on 9-11 and 2008, and we're going to say those people made out. They got deals, and now they're rolling in the dough. Yeah. But again, if you don't know your next five years...
0: And also, I mean, now in a way, just... (laughs) <laughs> coming from someone with very little limited time on their hands every day is it, this is like a good time to buy because like the world is technically slower now
1: yes like
0: yes. now is your time to pack up your bags and move because what else are you really doing and you
1: have to consider your life if you're going to be working from home and spending 90 percent of your time we, we used to not live that way in new york city right we were never home you spend your day in the city and then you go home and that's where you sleep. I mean, that's honest.
0: Honest. You know,
1: and then if you're wealthy, you have a second home. So you leave on the weekends. You're barely in your apartment. But now people are like, holy shit, these four walls are all I see all day. Uh huh. They better be the best four walls
0: ever. Right.
1: You know, so...
0: And in a way, you might need more space now than ever. Of
1: course. And your quality of life is super important because, I mean, we were talking about this before, your mental health, right? Like, your home, you're working from home, you're living at home. I mean, we don't know how long this is going to last. So more important than ever, where you live is super important.
0: So you think it's a good time to buy? I think
1: it's a great time
0: to buy. But that's true about the lockdown. Like, if it happens again, what yeah. They
1: say it will. It's a
0: limit... What is your, as we wrap up, what is your, besides Million Dollar Listing in New York, what is your favorite show on Bravo?
1: It's hard. I love the Real Housewives of New York, New Jersey, and Beverly Hills.
0: Who's your favorite housewife?
1: Oh, my God. It's really tough to say.
0: Like, top, top top-ish, one or two or three.
1: Bethany is the most entertaining.
0: I could see that
1: Teresa is the juiciest. She you has love the Teresa. Juiciest life.
0: You love Teresa.
1: I can't look away. There's
0: nothing wrong with loving Teresa. Okay,
1: thank you. Um, and then, what
0: about from Beverly Hills? Yeah.
1: I mean, have you been watching all of them?
0: I, it's it's a I lot love of people.
1: Kyle Richards.
0: You do. I
1: just love her personally, even
0: though like she's, she's having a hard season.
1: She is. I feel like we would be friends. I just, I don't know. She's married to a real estate guy. I just feel like we would jive.
0: Have you ever met any of the New York, of the, like, people? No. Like Mauricio? No? No. N- none of them. I haven't. We need to get you back on Watch What Happens. I mean, you should be honored that when Luis, like, they filmed. I mean, well, before we go, what's up with Luis? I haven't even asked you. I
1: know. That's so funny. I don't know, David.
0: Really? Um, the
1: honest truth. He left the business, and I've tried to stay in touch, and, like,
0: Is he – but he's not in New York anymore.
1: I think at the moment he is, according to Instagram. He's here with his baby and um, baby mama.
0: Was it a shock in the industry when he left? Because, I mean, like, to leave –
1: The first time it was. The second time, no.
0: But the first time – so, like, first of all, like, for all the people out there that are fame whores that are dying to be on a reality show – Luis has got what people would kill for. Yeah. I mean, you're leaving TV yeah. and a paycheck from that. And
1: I tried to convince him to stay. If you watched, I tried hard. I told him, do not do this. You're going to regret it. But it's hard to say that to somebody who's just who just tells you they're unhappy. You know, who am I to keep you unhappy?
0: I mean, more power to him. Like, it's Me too. Yeah. authentic because, I mean, I would hold on to it for dear life. I'd be like, I will A, stay on this TV show.
1: And he was pinking.
0: Tell you don't pay me <laughs> anymore. Oh, and he
1: was like, he was just getting better and better and better at the business, at the game. I mean. Was like was,
0: Howard shocked?
1: Everybody was. Everybody. Wow. I cried on TV. I swore I would never cry on TV and I and cried And you TV.
0: just, you haven't heard from him?
1: No. It's really sad to me.
0: That is sad. And you don't know if Frederick or Ryan have heard from him?
1: I'm not sure. I don't, him and Frederick definitely speak. But now with like quarantine, I don't know that anybody's ever has seen each other. I'm not I'm not sure.
0: He's just listen, Luis is just a free spirit. I have times where I feel bad for him. I think he has moments of sadness and depression. I don't know I mean, what do I know?
1: Yes. No, he's definitely he definitely battles and he's open about that. He definitely battled with mental health issues, which I think was so brave of him to share. But he definitely battled with depression and there was there was things going on in his life that you know, it's it's a disease. It's a real thing.
0: But I can't believe you haven't seen him. Mm. I'm gonna get the two of you back together. Not that I speak to Luis, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm gonna figure it out and make it my life's work.
1: Yeah, I mean, listen, I I'm somebody who's all in, and he was like my brother. Like we spent every day together. I mean, people say like, oh, you have a work wife and a work husband. Like it's true, but we were, we're the same age. I really considered him family. He gave a speech at my wedding, David. He gave a speech at my wedding. Like he's my family and it's sad to me, but it is what it is.
0: I'm going to get you guys back together. So where can we all find you online?
1: So on Instagram, I'm Ronnie Calra. Everybody calls me Ronnie. Um, I'm Ronnie Calra on Instagram. Um, You can find me on Facebook. It's my full name. I know it's confusing, but it's my full name on Facebook. And I have... My own little YouTube series and podcast, which you are going to be on.
0: I'm going to totally be on because it. Because
1: obviously we have so much to talk about that we couldn't even finish today. Um, it's called Real Talk with Ronnie. And it's on YouTube and it's on Apple and Spotify. And I mean, I'm striving to be you. So
0: Listen, you're doing a really good job. I'm striving to be you oh, and be on million dollar <laughs> listing for like, you know, a couple of hours. Um so amazing and if people want to buy an apartment
1: please please call me i'm here i live on the upper east side i have a two-year-old if schools are open she will go to school in new york city i mean i i want the dream i want to own in new york i want to own in the hamptons i want to have a beach house i like this is what i'm New York and the Hamptons, baby. I'm working towards, even though my husband's like, oh, the Hamptons traffic. But I'm like, it's okay. We'll have a chopper. It's fine.
0: You'll work it out. Yeah. So. So everyone needs to call you to buy an apartment. Please. You're working. I really appreciate you. I will come on your show. You're going to come back. Everyone, Ronnie Kalra from Million Dollar Listing New York. Thank you so much. Thank
1: you, David.
0: Bye. Bye.